We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause Kristen knows blank. Well, hi guys, and welcome to a brand new season of the Kristen Knows Blank podcast. Guys, thank you so much for finding the podcast, for listening. Take a second, leave a review. Let me know what you think in the comments. I'm Kristen Key. I'm the host of this crazy mess. Go to my website, kristenkey.com. Find out my tour dates, more about me. Follow me on my all my social media. Um, and since I last saw you, so many amazing things have been happening. I put together a lesbian army tour and I've been taking my stand up all across the United States. I started in the East Coast. We went to New York. We went to Boston, Philly, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. We went to Boston. Did I already say Boston? And we ended in DC. Uh, so much fun and more tour dates are being added all the time. So if you came to see one of those shows, thank you guys. It was so nice to meet you. Um, we had so many lesbians and bisexuals and heterosexuals and um and trans people it just everybody everybody uh thank you so much for coming uh this season on the Kristen Nose Blank podcast we have a lot of fun new guests they're they're big i don't know how we got them and i don't want to spoil anything but some of them will be drag queens <gasps> today though my wonderful guest uh, you probably remember her as playing Big Boo on Orange is the New Black. You've seen her in Shameless. You've seen her in Broad City. I saw her on Law & Order SVU many times because I love that show. Uh, you can see her right now at Night of the Iguana, uh, the a classic Tennessee Williams play in New York. And also March 31st, uh, she'll be doing the big Easter show at Joe's Pub. I'm so excited. Computer lady, play that interview with Leah Delaria. Playing interview with Leah Delaria. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today, Leah. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. So you're you're busy these days. I'm glad I caught you. Yeah. Are you still actually uh, doing um, the Night of the Iguana? Today's my day off. Yeah. Wow. Let Three me hours. Ask, that I usually don't ask about work uh, because I like to talk about everything that you're into besides work. But I have to ask you <laughs> that wears a dress and carries a purse. And you, and for everything I know about you, do not wear a dress and carry a purse. Can you talk to me a Good little? Lord, no. But yeah. it's hardly the first time I've played a straight girl who wears a dress and carries a purse. I've done that in, in a million things. Yeah. So, I mean, most of the, the you know, I like to say I didn't spring forth fully formed from the head of Zeus. Um, <laughs> but you have to have like some knowledge to find that funny. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think that in orange. They're like, where did she come from? And it's crazy. I've, I've never had a day job. I've been a professional stand-up comic since 1982. And the thing that brought me to theater was On the Town, the musical, 1997. Um, and that, I played a straight girl that needed to get laid yesterday in that. I was Hildy, the cab driver. And Jesse Tyler Ferguson was my sailor. Jesse Tyler Ferguson was my boyfriend. That's how we became friends and have been best friends ever since. Oh my God. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's lunacy. But yeah, and when I do, it is acting. So when I do get to play these women, it's fab. In this particular instance, she's not straight. She's a closeted lesbian in 1940. What a fun character. It's a really, she's hilarious. Tennessee Williams wrote a really funny character in this fellows. And I just, Every night I just go out and just have a ball, you know, and go toe to toe with Tim Daly is oh uh, the guy that I fight with during the entire play. How fun. Speaking of like lesbians playing straight women, I know you're watching uh, True Detective Night Country and yes. which I'm also watching and Jodie Foster, like me and my friends have all been talking about like, 
uh, the sex scene in it. There, will, I guess, will just be spoilers in this episode. But yeah, the sex scene, and I was just like, I guess she's a great actress because I was just, I was, it was the scariest yeah. thing about the show to me. Yeah, that was yeah. a jump scare for me. Yeah, that that, that she was straight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you got to remember, Jody has played a lot of, again, a lot of straight women. She's done that, you know, throughout her entire career. So, and Jody's a fucking awesome actor. She's like, she could do fucking anything. So let her is kind of the way I feel about it. The, I, I don't like it the reverse. I fucking hate it in the reverse. I hate when straight women play <laughs> us. It pisses me off. You know, there's only so many. Look at me. Do you think it's easy for me to get work in this fucking industry? Look at me. Look <laughs> at me. So they write, what, three roles for lesbians? And then they always give them to straight women. So it's like, right. yeah, the reverse pisses me off. But when it comes to the other, you know, until we're allowed to play those roles, then yeah, I'll play straight women and let Jody play one too. Hey, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Kate Winslet and Ammonite, I know she is not a lesbian, but I really appreciated the work that she did. Uh, there are some straight uh, ladies I just like to see kissing. So I'm going to say- You're hilarious. Hilarious. with that. Yes, I'm more pragmatic about it. I don't like when lesbian characters are written by non-lesbians, directed by non-lesbians, and acted by non-lesbians. That's where I'm like, okay, I'm being erased from my own fucking narrative here. That's so fair. That, yeah. And but you know, as a, you know, the Butch Dyke in me, as well as the comic, is like, I'd like to see Kate Winslet kissing anything. I'd like to watch her kiss a, a tree. You know, so I'd watch that. Yeah, I would be like, where is that on Netflix? Kate Winslet versus tree. I'm kissing in. anything. Kate yeah. Winslet, that's our new miniseries. Let's make that miniseries. Kate <laughs> Kate Winslet kisses anything. We'll go viral. We just, the clip. Yeah, all we do is. Well, here's the, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like it when men objectify women, but I love it when I do. So I don't oh, know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> really pisses me off when men do it, but I do it all the time. I mean, it's a safe ob objectification. Let's talk about strip clubs. Uh, we need to talk about Go. this because you, you Go. brought it up. You brought it up. The audience may not know clubs. that, but you did. I asked, you know, a couple things that you may know a lot of about guilty pleasures, special interests. Somehow strip clubs made it on your list. And I was curious. <laughs> Just curious. Yeah, what were you curious about? <laughs> um, where they fall in the category? Is it guilty pleasure? Something you have a, a, a special knowledge about? Special, like, where does it fall in those three? I, you know, I can't, I, I'm not sure if it's, well, I, it falls in all three. Let's put okay. it that way. Yeah, yeah. You have a, I guess a you can call it a guilty pleasure, but and it used to be more of a guilty pleasure, but now with the sort of revolution around, um, sexuality and sex and slut shaming um maybe not so much as a guilty pleasure anymore okay you know okay. what i mean yeah. yeah 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 like you know i love for example hooters i fucking love hooters and i love hooters because <laughs> the wings are the best wings you're ever gonna fucking eat and women are always like they objectify women in there i, I don't know did you ever watch them work at hooters you know it's come on it's like a strip club in that respect yeah i'm sorry yeah. You know, you're thinking that I'm objectifying whatever. And what's actually happening is they are working these guys for so much fucking money, you know, and putting themselves through college, through yeah. university, through all sorts of things, right? So I'm, I, and by the way, I am there to help you get through college. I, this is the Leah Delaria scholarship I'm your fund man. that we have now. Yeah. <laughs> the Hooters grant from Leah Delaria. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm in for it. I would love to eat it. I also think they have good wings. Well, what's your favorite? Do you have a strip club that you like to go to? No, I don't. Here's here's the thing. I used to be dragged to them a lot as the token lesbian in a comedy club. And so as right. like the lesbian opener or feature back in the day, whoever the headliner was like, we're going to a strip club. Come on, gay girl. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. okay. And so it became like, the, you know, they're on display, but so am I. What, what's Kristen going to do? Let's get Kristen a lap dance. And there's part of it that's really fun. But uh, well, now you're objectifying the lesbian who just wants to objectify the stripper. Like, yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> We had one what in- city are, What city are you in? I live in Los Angeles now. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've certainly gone to Jumbo's Conroe. I've never been. I've never been. I've been oh basically God. with my wife since I moved out here. So, and she's not a strip club person. So yeah. Oh, she's not. I see. I would go with you or my best buddy for like yeah. no uh, questions Jumbo's asked. is great. Yeah. And then uh, in Brooklyn, we have a place, in Brooklyn, there's a place called Pumps. It's just, it's fair. And I call, these are places, Jumbo's and Pumps. I call these, these kinds of strip clubs art, Art school strippers. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're stripping, they're stripping to put themselves through art school. They're generally covered with tattoos. They're, you know what I mean? They're usually pretty hip. Um, I'm in, yeah. Not, not, your, not your average, you know, Goomba, you know, Dago Greaseball, you know, kind of strip club where they have big fake tits and, you know, that, that kind of place. I grew um, up in Amarillo, more, Texas. Like urban strip clubs. Those are the okay. Yeah, I, I grew up in a small town in Texas. Our only strip club in town was fully nude, and it was called Beavers. And it was that would everything be the, you'd expect. That would be a great bar. Great, yeah, right? which we need more of those. I'm, I'm in. Well, yes, we do need more dive bars. Which you seem to be an expert about as well. Yes. Lesbian bars in America. Well, not the, you know, I just actually just won an Emmy for producing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I know a lot about it. And, you know, it's just a natural fit because I've been probably to every dyke bar in the world. Yeah, my best friend's wife swears that you hit on her once in a dyke bar in Philadelphia. So I'm sure I did. That's what I said. <laughs> like, why would I probably, not? You're probably right. She's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I not? Is she a femme? Then yes. It depends on what day it is. It depends on, oh. yeah, depends on how, she's, how she's dressing for the night. Uh, she probably looked like a femme to me because <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't hit on, I don't hit other, on other butches. I'm not a fag. There you go. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Boy, does that make a lot of people pissed off when I make jokes like that? It's like, it's a joke. It's yeah. Which, okay. It's a joke. You, you've been doing uh, out lesbian standup since, how old were you when you started doing standup? I was 24. It was 1982. My God. Okay. This is something I, I haven't had a day job since. I, I love it, but you, you were, uh, I mean, you're obviously a lesbian icon, but also in standup, you're, you're just, uh, I, I didn't know that you wrote the joke that is the, I, I, I guess tried the to show you, there it is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you didn't know that I wrote the U-Haul joke? I did not know that. I did not know that yeah. until recently. And it, it, I was like, wait a minute. First off, it was that somebody wrote that joke. It's so, uh, it's so passed around. The that you jokes just don't just. Exactly. Again, it does come out of the ether. Yeah, I wrote it. And it happened to be um, such, and it's so easy to tell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, take my wife, please. It's so easy to tell. It just, it literally beat me to the West Coast. I started telling the joke um, in Provincetown and a summer show that I was doing. And then I would always go tour, whatever that show was, I'd go tour on the West Coast. And it beat me, it beat me to the West Coast. 
like everybody before social media this is before social media this is just like lesbian telephone word of mouth yeah yeah beat me to the west coast and um then I took it over to Europe. I did a show when I, after I did the Arsenio Hall show, I went over to England and they didn't have the joke there. So then I took the joke over to Europe and now it's all, yeah, it's everywhere. It's just part of lesbian culture now. That is the thing. It, it is yeah, part I wrote of lesbian it. culture. Yeah. So much. I don't even say the, just for the, for under, let's say under 25s, say the line for people that just know, oh, lesbians in U-Hauls. They just know the trope. Say that, would, would you? Oh, what does a lesbian bring on a second date? A U-Haul. And then I also wrote the companion joke. What does a gay man bring on a second date? What second date? <laughs> so, <laughs> and you were yeah. doing this though before. I mean, this is before Ellen came out of the closet. This is before yeah. Rosie was. Oh, this was nobody was out and uh, performing. Yeah. You were the first uh, lesbian featured on Late Night on Arsenio. I was the first openly gay comic on television in America. Period. Lesbian, gay, any of it. Period. So. People tend to say late night because as comics, late night TV is the the thing. It's the holy grail. Sure. But the reality is, is I was the first openly queer on comic TV, on television in America, in America, period. There were, uh, in other countries, like in England, there was, there were some, and you, you know what I mean? And uh, even, even in Canada, Scott Thompson didn't come out until after I did. Wow. Like, but he came out. It was about the same time, I believe. Okay. Wait, wait, was this ever a decision for you or was it just like something you, you just... I started out, I started out performing as that fucking dyke. I, I didn't even call myself Leah Delaria. So I was in San Francisco <laughs> and they would go, please welcome to the stage, that fucking dyke. And out I'd run. Yeah. I was well known within the queer community before I did the Arsenio Hall. So I, bef- I didn't really do comedy clubs because I was touring small theaters. I was playing to seats, people like 500 seat theaters right um and and stuff and stuff like that so it wasn't until the thing that happened on our studio that i actually started to perform like at comedy clubs and at comedy festivals do you know what i mean yeah so yeah so i never really had to go through the yes i'm a dyke kind of thing well and also just again look at me what am i going to talk about my boyfriend it's just ridiculous and so i and I wear, you know, I'm and I'm a butch guy. So when I go out on stage, I'm I'm generally wearing a tie. I'm generally wearing a suit. I'm generally wearing a tie, you know, or some hip version of that, some hip downtown boy look, like my emo daddy look that I'm wearing right now. Like <laughs> that's we'll call it the emo daddy. I like that a lot. <laughs> it's the emo daddy look because I have to wear my hair longer than I normally would wear my hair to be in this 1940s situation that I'm in currently. What would you do if it was the 1940s? Who would you be in the 40s? Um, I would probably be Joe Corstairs. If you, I I think all the butchers know who Joe is, uh, the queen of Whale Key, you know, uh, famously Marlena Dietrich's girlfriend. That's who I would be. I would definitely be that butch. Be racing boats and <laughs> doing mechanics and yeah. And still thriving, I mean. still thriving. And still exactly thriving, yeah. Who you are. Can't imagine me doing anything else. Oh, that's amazing. I stayed in the closet for so long. So it's 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 really cool for me to see people like you uh, that I think- give How long did you stay in the closet? I was 35. Um, I came out when I was, my dad's a minister. So I came out at 16 oh. and then took it back. And then stayed in oh. for a really long time, and then finally came out, you know, at 35 oh. and had a, a much better time. 
but uh I am so sorry that you went through that it is what it is you know I think a lot of people are still going through it and I think the the visibility yeah yeah. my dms my dms are filled with them yeah people that are like dealing with this with their parents saying god doesn't love you and throwing them out of the house it's insane that's why visibility is so important yes but nobody has the right to tell anyone (laughs) that god doesn't love them right right I mean, what, yeah, whatever you believe, whatever, what, if there is or isn't, right. people deserve love. It um, doesn't, yeah. You, you, you don't know what God thinks and you have no right to say that. Right. And uh, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's amazing to see more visibility, but uh, the fact that you've always, always been uh, true to who you are is, is uh, I think it, I don't know. I'm not trying to kiss your ass, but this is an inspiration to closeted girls that get to see, oh man, yeah, that's a, that's a lesbian being a lesbian. That's cool. That's, that's not a lesbian <laughs> apologizing for it. Or saying I'll 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 get it down and a bit for you. See me eat pussy. Yeah. You didn't hear that? No. What did you say? Oh, I said, well, they should see me eat pussy. Is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> was like, we had one of those moments where we both talked at the same time, and then you can't hear each other. I was like, did I offend her? I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. And they should. They should. <laughs> Hilarious. You are watching. I want to talk to you about uh, True Detective Night Country a little bit more. Oh, because this so was, good. I didn't see last night's episode. I haven't. So I'm behind. Fun. I'm behind a little bit. I'm like maybe yeah. two episodes behind because I was uh, yeah. I was uh, touring, but um, we got turned on because my my friend actually the one that you're supposedly hit on in a bar in Philadelphia like 15 years ago, she's obsessed with Jodie Foster and she was like, "Are you guys watching True Detective?" We're like, "No, who's it?" And she's like, "Jodie," and we're like, "Okay." Uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's. I don't know. I love that it's set in dark time Alaska um, to start with, but then it just gets, it gets That's really fun. Yes. What a fun, it's a great what idea. A fun setting. Cause you, I never know what time it is. Yeah. And also that it's so, it's kind of, it's creepy. It's just creepy and it makes it creepier. The darkness, you know, the, the, the hospital bed, the guy that was ended up being alive. Yeah. And then remember when he sits up and you just go, Oh, fucking fuck. Yeah. That was pretty great. Yeah, I'm not sleeping for a while. We're going to have to watch an oh, episode of that, yeah. something else. Like, yeah. I'm not going to bed for a minute. Yeah. I got, I got to turn on something light from that, but that was, it's so creepy. And it's like, I guess like, like a jail or a casino, not knowing what time it is, is frustrating. It's, it's discombobulating to everyone. So it's kind of wonderful. It's a great device. It really I is. Just, I love everything about this particular season. And I can't remember the Inuit woman's name. Mm. Oh, and this is her first acting job. Oh, is it? She's a it, she's a fighter, right? She's a, a prize yeah. fighter. Yeah. yeah. The other detective, amazing. right? Yeah. Or the what? trooper? The trooper? Yeah, the trooper. Yeah. yeah. She's fucking great. And this is her first acting gig, as I understand it. Wow. So how great. would you like to have your first acting gig opposite Academy Award winner Jody Fox? <laughs> I have a really hard time. I would just plus and they're like, well, you know, always she like... directed me in orange. Let's just talk about that for a second. Yeah. She's directing me in arms. Talk, talk slow and sexy Twice. about it for a second. Oh, wow. Uh, the first time I was not, I was actually not in the episode that she was directing. And I went to the you know Video Village, which is what we call where all the directors, producers, and everybody sits around, you know. But I don't want to do use lingo on anybody who's listening to podcasts. Sure. So that's where everybody is. That Everybody is as, as they're working. 
And uh, they call it Video Village because there's videos, every, you know, everybody's watching what's being filmed, et cetera. And I went to them and Lisa Vinicor was uh, the line producer. And I basically got down on my knees and said, please put me in the episode that Jodie Foster. Please, 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 please. And she went to Genji and Genji said, oh, sure. So they put one line, I have one line in there. And uh, so to, in order to get directed by Jodie Foster. So I went up, it was, uh, my character was uh, picking up her meds, who was picking up her meds. And, and Laverne was behind me and there was a guy right there. And I forgot what I, what I said. I said, I said something, but it was kind of what was written, but funnier, like an ad lib, which was, I did all the time on, on that set. They were really cool about doing that shit on the set. So after we did it, the one line, after I did my line and I walked out, she went cut. And then she came back and she goes, she went, okay, you're really funny. So just stand there and give me like five or six takes. Right. And I said, I was like, in my first in my head, I'm like, <laughs> so of course, and because you know, if you're my age, Jody and I are the same age. And if you're my age, I grew up with Jody Foster. I grew up watching her do everything that she, you know, fucking did. She was always hot, hot amongst hottest right. for my my generation of lesbians. So I'm going, I'm doing the whole thing and and it's all about the joke is that it gives these pills gave me a yeast infection the last time I took them so I was not really happy that they were giving them to me and the last one I did was something was like because this made me itch in my kunta kinte right the <laughs> bird was behind me and the bird first was like kunta kinte and I turned around and I was like Laverne, you just ruined that fucking take. It was like the best. That's the I'll one. Never the, I'll never get the joke out again. It was like hilarious. So we didn't get to go with Kunta Kinte because Laverne ruined the day. But you got to spend all day long making yeast infection jokes to oh, Jodie yeah. Foster. Well, you know, yes. 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That's and incredible. then I got to get my picture taken with Jodie Foster. And then I, you know, went on my merry way. Oh my and God. then we hung out a little bit at the rap season. And I saw her the next season and just, yeah. The, the the rap party was uh, really fun because the guy at the party, the bartender at our rap party called me sir every time he spoke to me. <laughs> and I never correct them. I was going to ask I, how you handle I'm it because I get young man a lot. And I answer, you yeah. know, call me call me Trump, I won't. But other than that, I Keep answer. Keep that in mind. That's why I just like, I don't get into this whole pronoun crap that a lot of people are into because if gender is not important, why does it appear to be so fucking important to you around your pronouns? I'm like, it's not important to me. And if I'm not gender non-conforming, I don't know who is. If I haven't spent right. my entire life being called sir, I assure you I have. So I'm at this thing and the guy keeps calling me sir and I'm like laughing. And it's funny because it's at Orange is the new black season finale rap. You know what I mean? It's our rap party. Right. And it's like just dyke sensible in there. And uh, he keeps calling me, sir. He keeps, he's doing it in front of a lawyer who's laughing. He's going to, you know, Jody Foster walks in and she's standing there. And I went, I said something. I, I was like, um, so the bartender keeps calling me, sir. And she was, and she just looked at me and went, the gender is so passe. Oh, Jody. Jody. Yeah, it was 
fabulous. Gender probably remember it. You know what I mean? But to me, that was like, fuck yeah, Jodie Foster. It's time for five quick questions. questions. Keep you all day either. This is a podcast in three parts. I've gotten to chit chat with you a bit. I'm going to ask you okay. five quick questions. We're going to play a Mad Lib. I'm going to let oh, you go. Oh, but I got five rapid fire questions. Do not okay. overthink these. They're just for the. They're just for fun. Okay. Number one. Uh, you're on death row. What's your last meal? Oh boy. Um, it's my last meal, right? Yeah. So I'm going to have fried chicken. I'm going to have lasagna. Uh, I'm going to have mashed potatoes. Uh, I'm going to have, oh, biscuits and gravy. And, uh, I'm going to have a, a big chocolate mousse. It's like you're like a cruise ship passenger at the buffet. You stuck to no yeah. genre. You got yeah. all the genres. Yeah, all of that. Okay. You know, I'm not going with seafood because I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> Just too much time to crack that lobster. You know, Yeah, you're on borrowed time now. You're about to die. Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got That makes more sense. I'm like, what do you waste your time doing? Okay, yeah, you're not going to crack a crab leg. No, I've only got 24 yeah. hours to live. I'm not going to spin it cracking crab. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, question number two, number two, finish this sentence. Call me petty, but I would dump someone just for eating pineapple on pizza. Okay. That's that big of a deal to you. That's your deal breaker. Oh, fuck yeah. That is, that is just stupid. That is an insult to all Italians. Pineapple on fucking pizza. It's disgusting. It's like those fucking cinnamon raisin, ba raisin bagels. It's just, that's not a bagel. That's a donut made of fucking bread. And it just... <laughs> It's just insulting to Jews that you eat that with okay. blueberry cream cheese, you fucking goyish freak. Wow, you're very passionate about food. I should have asked you more food-related questions. This is fun. I call these things frankenfoods. There is no pineapple in pizza, and there is no pineapple in Italy. Why are we putting pineapple on fucking Italian food? No, 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 no. And then Canadian bacon? Come on. Canadian bacon on pizza. What is Wait, what's but wrong if someone, here? If someone calls you sir, fine. Pineapple on pizza, fuck you. I am. You are <laughs> fucked around me. If I see pineapple on your pizza, I will have words with you. All right, ladies, look out. Get that pineapple off your pizza. Uh, question number three. Question number three. What's your favorite song to sing naked? Oh, um, that's hilarious, and it's. Um, the actress in Topeka and the Santa Fe, I tend to sing that really loudly in the shower because <laughs> I'm warming up my vocal cords. So it's a part, it's literally part of my routine. So it's a big belt number. Um, and so I will do that one quite a bit. Okay. And you took advantage of me. That's another one that I will just buck ass naked belt it at the top of my lungs. Oh my God. I hope your neighbors have telescopes. That's wonderful. <laughs> I <laughs> Just for both of them. We have thin walls. She's doing it again. Totally heard me singing it. I can tell you that. I just don't know you're nude. Uh, question number four. Weapon of choice. Baseball bat. You know, when we were writing these questions, I told my wife, I was like, does that question need any more information? She goes, no, that's all. Baseball just bat. Say, that's yeah, what okay. I sleep with by my bed. I'm not a gun person. Um... I think my girlfriend would probably say mace, okay. but I'm very Italian, so I, you can do a lot a of baseball damage. Baseball bat. 
So my wife that. sleeps with a hatchet under the bed and it's, Whoa! it's I know it's it's and she's like I wouldn't and unless you knew her like you would like oh I'd never expect that but knowing her I'm like yeah she does she fucking sleeps with a hatchet under that the bed. That is very fatal attraction. Well and I'm like if someone breaks in I'm now terrified of like what I would have to wake up to because I'm like if it's yeah. a baseball bat oh they're bruised and they're like okay we called the cops. Bruised. I wake up and break, she hatchets them. You kill someone with a baseball bat. I mean you yes. whack them in the head. But there's dead. not going to be the spatter pattern from a hatchet. Oh no, spatter pattern is just yeah you'd have to call in those crime scene cleanup people. Well, yeah we're moving we're going to have to move. Uh so thanks, Molly. Okay, okay. Uh, question number five is the last question. Question number five and five quick questions. Uh, what is the correct amount of cats? Um, all of them? That is the correct answer. I like to say I there's no cats. wrong answers. That's the right answer. I love cats. Hold, please. Oh, this episode just got way better. Oh my God, I didn't bank on this. This is pretty exciting. Oh. Get a sneak peek at the cat. Oh boy, the suspense. This is what makes this moment exciting. We don't we don't know what it's gonna be. <gasps> there it is. This is Luna. Hi she Luna. Is, she is a tortoise shell cat. Hi, sweet baby. She's a tortie. Oh, and, yeah. and all that that implies. Oh my gosh. I just woke her up. You know, it's the middle of the day. The sun is coming through the window. She's in her box. She's a trash cat. If we can get her the nicest things, and she just wants to be in this old Amazon box, and that's oh what she God. looks there. With her fancy collar. Look at you, fancy. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's got a little fancy. Oh, oh, claws. Oh, oh. Luna. Get her, okay. Luna. That's her oh. weapon of choice. Oh. Luna's weapon right. of choice is claws. That's always her weapon of choice. Well, do you want to lay just... down on this pillow? You want to come in here, or do you want to go back into your little bed? But that's Luna. She came with my girlfriend. They oh, were nice. a match set. Lucky and, you. Which made me really happy because honestly, I bought, I wanted a cat anyway and just was always busy and just never got a cat. Yeah. And then oh. when uh, Dahlia and I fell in love and she moved in, she came with Luna, who now likes me more than she likes Dahlia. Yeah. And I have a, I have a, she has a theme song. Luna, sure is fat, but she is the kitty. Is that is that bad, Luna, the kitty cat. And now it's time for Rad Libs. All right, you've chit-chatted with me. You played my five quick questions. You showed me a cat, which gets bonus points. But now, my favorite part of the episode, we're going to play a uh, Mad Lib together that I wrote specifically for you. Okay. Um, I, uh, I've written uh, a story. I left out some parts of speech. You're going to give me the parts of speech, and together we're going to make a hilarious story. Are you ready to play? Okay. Okay, I need a plural noun. Chairs. Chairs. Excellent. I need a nickname. Boss. What is it? Boss. 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 Oh, excellent. Uh, a verb ending in ed. Fingered. Yes. It's a great <laughs> verb. I love using finger as a verb. It's a great verb. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes everybody so happy. <laughs> Another noun. Teddy bear. An adjective. Voluptuous. Yes. An occupation. Gynecologist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sensing a little theme here. I don't. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> We've got fingered and gynecologists so far, so that and chairs and that's right and chair. <laughs> uh, a body part. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't write these, but I do. It just cunt. happened this way. Oh, cunt? did you say cunt? 
I did. That I believe that part, might right? be the first cunt on this show in a Mad Lib. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm um, the first person to say cunt on the show. Yay. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure it's on the show, but I'm definitely sure it's the first one as a Mad Lib answer. So, okay, yeah. cool. We should send you another cat as a prize. A scheduled event. <laughs> dinosaur weekend. <laughs> Who doesn't love a dinosaur weekend? God bless it. Uh, an exclamation. <laughs> Great Caesar's ghost. Great Caesar's ghost. It's in Night of the Iguana. One of the characters says it all the time, and it just... As soon as you said it, it was like it's all I could think of is great serious ghost. I'm saying it. Perfect, perfect. It's in. Uh, bup, 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 an actor. An actor? Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks. He's like the Jodie Foster. I actually guys. vibrator Tom Hanks because he's always satisfied. <laughs> You're just an onion. You're an onion of a guest. Your your vibrator's named Tom Hanks. Your screen name is Rachel Maddow. It's just there's so much about you to love. Um, <laughs> And we were all already fans, but it just goes deeper and deeper now. Let's see, a medication. Oh, um, Ozempic. <laughs> Who doesn't love some Ozempic? I just took mine this morning. I am a diabetic. Oh, congrats. I'm not trying to lose weight. I am a diabetic. I heard it's a side all effect. It's trying to lose weight because it's making it very difficult for me to get the diet, the Ozempic that I actually need. <laughs> oh, bitches. Quit taking all of Leah Delaria's Ozempic. Quit taking my fucking Ozempic just so you can lose weight. Yeah. Oh, I know like three women that are doing that. Okay. Um, oh, when I, so, I'm not, so should I just name did, them? Haven't been read fat as a feminist issue. Come on. I should I should Ozempic shame them on the show and just name Ozempic them. Ozempic shame them. Liquid. My joke is always I read fat as a feminist issue. Halfway through, I got bored and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> One of my better, well-crafted jokes. You have great jokes. But you know what I love about you? Just one more, just, just kissing your ass. I just love that you take a, a, a joke that has a giant premise and put it in the fewest words as possible. Respect yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I always to my writing partners, I'm always, get to the fucking punchline. Quicker, punch quicker. Get, you're putting too much between the setup and the punchline. Just yeah. get to the punchline, yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, I need a liquid. Oh, tequila. Tequila, excellent. My favorite liquid. But I need three nouns in a row. So a noun, a different noun, and a different noun. Wow, okay. None, a car, a street lamp. Perfect, okay. Uh, another verb ending in ed. Captured. Another body part. Fist. Fist. Ex Purplish. We have a story. We have a story, my friend. Oh my God, we have a story. We have written a fabulous. Is it gonna be any good? I believe so. This one is called uh, Juno Detectives, Alaska, a lot of questions. <laughs> oh no. This was written just for oh, you because no. of our mutual love of, uh, of True Detective set in Alaska. Okay. <clears throat> Alaska is filled with mystery and chairs. No one knows this better than the lead detective in the Juno Police Department, Detective Boss. She's fingered murderers and lived to tell about it. Oh, good for her. Uh, she has busted her share of teddy bear smugglers. As they say in the police world, she was one voluptuous cop. She was until the case of the missing gynecologist. That one left her scratching her cunt. Wait a minute. <laughs> it actually works with the gynecologist. It really does, yeah. Woo! 
A local gynecologist had been reported missing after not showing up for the Dinosaur Weekend. Oh God, it's all working. <laughs> when officers arrived at her house, they noticed the door was wide open and great Caesar's ghost noises were coming from inside. The crime scene was straight out of a Tom Hanks movie. Uh, booze bottles littered the floor, Ozempic was scattered across the nightstand, and the walls were splattered with the victim's tequila. Uh, the detectives found three clues, a nun, a car, and a street lamp. Crime scene technicians captured every surface for DNA and dusted for fist prints, but came up with nothing. What really happened to the missing gynecologist, we may never know because this case is like a bag of ice. Purplish. Oh my God. Thank you. Well done, well done. Fabulous story. I feel like thank you should make an that episode hilarious especially the cunt part <laughs> that's a fun to continue to say cunt now that you've told me i'm the first you're one. the first and and uh hopefully not the last that's so fantastic so just for a few more nights people can see you uh in the night of the iguana yep um when is that we, this is our last week we close okay. on the 25th of february uh, and they can catch my Easter show at Joe's Pub on Easter Sunday. Uh, it's called, this show is called, I Can See Your House From Here, a very Leah Easter. And then beginning in May, I'm doing the second Sunday of every month at 54 Below Brunch Shows called Brunch is Gay. I cannot, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for coming on this show. Um, you're absolutely a delight. You are hilarious. You're wonderful. You're an icon. So just, I thank you a million. Thank you for having me. Really interview fun. complete. That interview made me hungry for Hooters. Ah, computer lady sassy as ever. Thank you so much to Leah Delaria. Thank you for coming on. What a real treat for the show. Guys, we've got some amazing guests coming up this season, so keep listening. Uh, if you want to follow my career and see where I'm doing, I've got a newsletter that comes out monthly. You can sign up for that through my website. If you want to be a member of the VIP newsletter, well, all you got to do is join the Lesbian Army. It's my Patreon at the $5 level and above. You get the VIP newsletter. You get access to Cat of the Month. You get your own Mad Lib to play at home. It's just for you and a lot of other fun stuff. So join the Lesbian Army. Sign up for the VIP newsletter. Uh, check out my schedule. See when I'm coming to a city near you. And in the future, I'm going to keep bringing you amazing guests. We're going to do really fun interviews. Uh, so until next time. Bye. We're gonna talk to some people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to Hello. some people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk to some Hello. people, gonna learn a lot of stuff. Cause it's fun.